KWFN and KWFN HD1 San Diego. It's time to take a trip around San Diego high schools and get the inside track on what's happening with their football programs. It's the High School Football Show with John Quintero. Brought to you by Lolita's, San Diego's best Mexican food since 1984. Now huddle up. Here's the coach, John Quintero, on 97.3 The Fan. Well, good evening and welcome to 97.3 The Fan, the high school football show brought to you by our great friends at Lolita's Mexican Restaurants. Coach John Quintero with you from now until 11 o'clock. Again, uh, if you missed it last week, we expanded the show uh, uh, from uh, 10 o'clock all the way out to 11 o'clock because we had a great response the first uh, nine weeks that we were doing the show. Management uh, called me up and said, hey, what do you think about doing another hour? I go, absolutely. So here we are, a full two-hour show on the night before the San Diego CIF playoffs get underway. Uh, later in the show, we're going to get into uh, all the different matchups. Also want to remind everyone, uh, you can go to our website, 97.3thefansd.com. Uh, check that out. we got a lot of stuff up on the high school uh, uh, games uh, that we've been doing and uh, videos and uh, just check out 973thefansd.com also if you'd like to follow me on Twitter you can do so at Coach Cantera 44 at Coach Cantera 44 we got a marvelous show tonight very excited about this show uh, coming up um, at the bottom of the hour about 935 long time head coach here in San Diego he's had a lot of stops and everywhere he stopped he's won football games and that's Ron Hamamoto out of Monta Vista High School he got his ball club back in the playoffs with a 9-1 and record, so we'll talk with Coach Hamamoto coming up at 9.35. Tomorrow night, we're carrying a high school football game. Once again, we're going to be carrying playoff games each and every Friday, and we'll also carry the Open Division uh, Championship uh, in a few weeks on a Saturday night. But uh, coming up at 10.05, Chris Hauser, the head football coach of Mission Hill, has been a tough year for the Grizzlies. They're going to be on the road tomorrow night in Division One playoffs going against Rancho Bernardo. You're going to hear that game right here on 97.3 The Fan coming up at 7 o'clock. Braden Suprenant and yours truly on the call. So uh, Chris Hauser coming up at 10.05. At 10.25, Braden Suprenant will get you the girls' volleyball uh, finals preview. Uh, I'm, I'm going to a, a game on uh, Saturday night. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. And then at 10.35, you can sit back and uh, get out your uh, pen, a pencil, and a piece of paper. And we're going to preview the first round of the San Diego CIF football playoffs uh, tomorrow night. And uh, we got uh, a bevy of ball games all over the county. We had one game today that we'll get you the final score on that here uh, shortly but it's a great pleasure to have this gentleman in he's been very involved in the football uh, uh, arena here in san diego now for a number of years you, you see him on uh, kusi he works directly with paul rudy his name is uh, chris smith uh, better known as top dog uh, 619 and again if you'd like to follow chris smith on uh, twitter uh, you go to at uh, top dog and dog is d-a-w-g uh, 619 and uh, chris smith joins me in our uh, 90 97.3 Studios. Great to have you in here, Chris. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, first of all, I just want to say what an honor it is and, and a pleasure to be here with you tonight. Um, two of my dreams have come true now. I got to work <laughs> with two legends of uh, the San Diego High School football area. That's Paul Rudy and, and now yourself. Uh, sincerely appreciate everything you've done over the years for our football community. Um, I know it means a lot to coaches, players, family, 
and everybody here in the Stango football community. So it is an honor for me to be here with you tonight. Thank you. Well, thank you uh, very much. And we're going to get in with Chris. Uh, we're going to talk about there, there's three postseason all-star games here in San Diego. We're going to get into that. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the guys he's seen this year. Of course, he knows a lot of the players around uh, San Diego, and a lot of those guys are coming into the KUSI studios. So we'll uh, talk uh, to him about that. But, you know, Chris, right off the bat, uh, you know, the PPR, I, I was down there a couple of weeks ago, and it was the first time I'd ever been there uh, during the show. Normally I was out covering a game or doing a, a high school uh, scoreboard show, and it's uh, quite an effort. And could you talk a little bit about, and we had Paul in here a few uh, weeks ago, but I, I know you're you're on that board uh, moving people around and, and, and really doing a great job of organizing along with a few members of the staff there. Could you talk about uh, how many people you have working on that show on a Friday night and, and really what it's like uh, on Friday night? Because it's like a fire drill down there. Well, you know, I like to say it's uh, it's organized chaos. Uh, we d- we do more on a Friday night than mo- than the NFL does. In other words, we cover more uh, high school football games on a Friday night than the NFL does on a Sunday. Um, all the people dedicated to our show, everything you know, when it goes on air, it looks like it's seamless. Uh, they don't know about all the all the yelling, screaming, all the background <laughs> stuff that happens. Uh, trying to get you know different highlights on air in the right times with kids' names spelled right, um, with the right highlights on the right people. Uh, but I will tell you this: in, in twenty years, um, you know Paul Rudy's a legend. I mean, he created something with with this TV show that's unlike anything else on on cable or network television. Uh, that gives a lot of showcase a lot of talent here in San Diego, and uh, it's just an honor to work with such a legendary crew and, and people like Paul Rudy. And you guys are going to actually be out there tomorrow night. Paul's going to have his show out there at uh, uh, Rancho Bernardo. And again, uh, we're going to be carrying the Mission Hills Rancho Bernardo game, a Division One matchup tomorrow night. We'll have it for you here at 7 o'clock. Paul going to be out there uh, tomorrow as well, uh, running the uh, kind of the pregame show to PPR tomorrow night at uh, 1045. Yeah, we call that the first and 15. Uh, the, tomorrow, Paul will be out there with uh, Coach Carroll um, from Oceanside, former coach at Oceanside. And uh, they'll be covering the beginning of the game. We call that the pre-PPR. It gives you a little taste of of what it's like. Uh, we added an extra 15 minutes this year to the KUSI Prep Pigskin Report. We, t- uh, we start at 10.45 p.m., and that gives you an extra 15 minutes dedicated to one special game every week. We're visiting with Chris Smith. He works with Paul Rudy over at KUSI on the Prep Pigskin Report. Let's get to the gala. Because this is going to be, I told Paul, I may go out and buy a new suit for this this year, okay? We're going to get that nice tie and handkerchief, and uh, I'm looking forward. It's going to be at the uh, USS Midway. Uh, Let's talk about the gala, what it's been like. And what changes you're making for this year? Well, you know, obviously it's it's a 20 years, uh, celebrating 20 years of the, the PPR Peace King Gala. And that in itself is an, an amazing, amazing accomplishment for the legendary Paul Rudy. But like with everything else, we must embrace change. So this year we've added more categories and presenters. Uh, we want this to be the award ceremony that everyone in San Diego wants to go, wants to attend. Can anybody show up to this? I mean, I I would imagine the U.S. Midway, uh, I mean, I know it holds quite a few people, but, uh, I mean, you guys usually have, what, six, seven hundred people show up to this thing. Well, this year we're hoping to have about a thousand people show up to this year's, uh, this this one, this year. Can you talk about maybe some of the changes? Well, you know, I can talk about a few things. Uh, We we don't want to let everything out of the, all the cats out of the bag, but uh, one of the main things we heard from the community last year was that not enough players are being recognized. So uh, we've opened up uh, more categories this year. I can tell you that tomorrow, uh, some of, uh, tomorrow on tomorrow's broadcast of the Prep Pigskin Report, you're going to see the different categories that we've opened it up to. Uh, typically, the award ceremony really focused around only the Silver Pigskin Award itself. Right. Um, maybe another one for maybe Play of the Year and also like something like Coach of the Year. Uh, this year, we will have nine actual awards. 
And uh, each one of those will be presented by a different uh, KUSI on-air personality. Oh, that's great. You know, I, you know, every year I, I've watched it, you know, whether I watched it live or, you know, when they run it again like the next day, you know, I would watch it. And, you know, we've had some great players. I mean, I mean, if we had that whole list of the guys that have actually won that award, but also the list of guys that didn't win that award, some of those guys, they had to go home with some hardware. I mean, they had some great players up there that didn't get hardware. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm kind of kind of letting that one of the cats out of the bag. Um, we're actually going to be doing something at the uh, the award ceremony this year that will be honoring uh, some of the past players. Um, can't let too many details out there, but there will be a, uh, a pretty big surprise um, at, at this year's event. I know you're going to go back and try to pick like the top 26 players, right? We, Paul and I talked about that on the air, so don't feel like uh, you're talking out of turn. I mean, that that, that to me that that's a, an unbelievable uh, task, and uh, you know that, what what that will do. It'll definitely uh, create a talking point. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got eleven, you know, eleven offensive players, eleven defensive players, uh, special teams, and a couple other guys that we had on the list as well. Um, I was part of the actual committee that went into the community to find special pictures that commemorate these guys' high school careers. So there's going to be a special presentation to those players. Oh, that's great. We're visiting with Chris Smith from KUSI, the Prep Pigskin Report. Uh, again, you can follow him on Twitter at TopDog619. Let's uh, jump over right now. Let's talk about these uh, postseason All-Star games. Let's start with the Alex Spanos game, uh, 29th year for the Spanos game. Uh, they, uh, uh, The Chargers, whether people like it or not, they continue to throw money into San Diego High School football. you got to thank them for that. And uh, this year they're going to play once again at Mesa College, and they're going to play it an afternoon game. I was there last year. It got a little cold, but that'll be on December 15th at 3 o'clock at Mesa College, the Alex Spanos All-Star Classic, and that's the longest-running one here in San Diego. Yeah, that is the granddaddy of all the All-Star games. The Spanos game uh, was the original All-Star game here in San Diego County, and it paved the way for all the other games that, that are being played now. This used to be, in my opinion, the number one All-Star game in San Diego, um, and every top-notch player wanted to play in it. It held the most uh, swag, if you will. But as of recently, obviously, like you said, the Chargers' departures, you know, some of the shine has taken a little bit away from this game. So some of the players are playing in, you know, the CIF rule says you can only play in two games. So uh, kids are being a little bit more selective with all-star game they're playing in now. Yeah, I know uh, this year uh, it's a north-south format. Ron Gladnick uh, coaching the north from Torrey Pines and uh, Scott Longerbone out there at uh, Steel Canyon. who had a marvelous win last week, upsetting Helix uh, 22-21. to But uh, the Spanos game, again, for you fans out there, that'll be December 15th, the Saturday, 3 o'clock, Mesa College. Uh, we got the San Diego Friday Night Lights. Main all-star game is going to be on December 22nd. Tell me a little bit about that one. I'm not as familiar with that. So the San Diego Friday Night Lights all-star game, I've been affiliated with that game for a couple years now this is really a showcase game not necessarily an all-star game but an actual recruiting game see division one college division one college coaches can't attend all-star showcases however division two and nai schools can recruit directly from this game so this game isn't specifically catered to your d1 guys this is your high school players opportunity to get extra film and showcase what they can do against some of the best players in San Diego and maybe earn a scholarship for college. I'm wearing a Dixie State shirt right now. They've yeah. actually been at every SDFNL All-Star game so far. Uh, this will be the seventh annual game for them. And of my last count, they've put over 140 student-athletes in college on football scholarships. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, and uh, we uh, we uh, have a date, December 22nd, for that, but they're still trying to finalize the stadium they're going to play in. And then another one, 
that I was aware of because they played it up in my neighborhood last year up at La Costa Canyon. I'm not sure where they're playing this year. The Makasi Bowl, it's going to be the third annual. That's an interesting game because that's the Inland Empire, you know, Riverside, Temecula, and the people up uh, that uh, corridor up that way going against San Diego. And happy to say, San Diego's 2-0. and Yeah, that's right. The, uh, it's the Makasi Bowl, it's uh, put on by Verlaine Batofe. And... Uh, they they feature most of the top players from Seattle County in a very competitive game against the Inland Empire. Um, like you said, San Diego is two and zero, but the team Lacasse actually helps develop high school football players for college with mentoring programs and training during this game, and so they get these kids ready. Uh, good stuff right there. Let's. Uh, I know we're on Facebook Live right now. Uh, Coach John Cantera, along with Chris Smith, better known as Top Dog. Uh, follow him at Top Dog six one nine. Uh, let's uh, jump over now and talk some players. And I want to start because I've talked so much this year about running backs. Well, it's the year of the running back. Well, it's going to be – Well, I'll tell you what it isn't the year of, and that's playing defense in this county. There are a lot of points being scored. I think too many points. And we, we can, you and I can go back and forth on that here in a minute. But the running backs, when the all-CIF team is announced, and I, I've been voting on that for over 25 years. Right. They're not going to be enough of spots for running backs this, this year. This is true. This I mean, it, it's amazing. True. I mean – I think you got to start with McClendon. And I know McClendon maybe, you know, I've talked to some people, well, he plays, you know, against guys out there in the East County that are afraid to tackle him, blah, 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 blah. From what I've seen, that guy is one heck of a football player. I wish he was on my team. I agree. I had him in the studio a couple of weeks ago, and I got to, you know, spend some private time with him doing a photo shoot. Um, he's definitely the part. I mean, he looks the part. He runs hard. He plays hard. Obviously, he plays for a winning coach like Hamamoto, who's really poured a lot of. Uh, Work ethic into that young man. So he's, he's a fantastic running back, one of the best we have in San Diego. Uh, Keenan Kristen, who actually was sitting in that chair a, a few weeks back, uh, you know, he's had a good year. I don't think he's had a great year. I don't think he's gotten the ball as much as he probably expected to, but what a talented guy he is. Well, I mean, obviously, anytime, you know, you get a running back of the caliber of Keenan where he commits to USC, um, one thing they always say is you can't coach speed. And with his speed and with his elusiveness, he's going to be a fantastic running back in college. Um, you know, Ray Jackson runs a tight program over there, so Rick knows what he's doing. So I'm, I'm going to trust what he, he knows what he's doing with his running backs. I mean, he's got Keontae Springs and he's got uh, Keenan uh, Christian over there. So he's got his work cut out for him. That Madison team's been a little up and down this year, haven't they? I, I agree. I mean, I was disappointed to see both the losses to both uh, Mir Mesa and then the, the last one last week to Lincoln. They had that um, miraculous win against St. Augustine on that Monday. Which was awesome. I mean, they come back, they fight that game. I mean, who thought they scored three times in the fourth quarter to win a game? I didn't see that coming. But then they, you know, they followed up with losses to Mira Mesa and to uh, to Lincoln. So I, I think they're they're up and down on both. I don't necessarily think that's play calling. I just think that maybe the team's young. The offensive line isn't isn't what they used to you know have it at you know at, at Madhouse. But uh, I know that the coaches over there are doing a great job. Players are playing hard, so it's just one of those years. Well, it's a new season tomorrow night, and with the talent they have on that team, who knows? They could go on a roll. They've done it before. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me to see them in the, in the uh, D1, play, or D1 finals. Ellie and Nola out there at uh, uh, Helix, we saw him a couple of weeks ago. Pretty special high school running back for a junior. I absolutely 100% agree, except I don't call him Elion. That's Fado. Fado yeah. Noah. That's the kid <laughs> right there. Um, I'm a big Noah supporter, big family. I, you know, f- friends with uh, his older brother, Ezekiel, who's a linebacker over at Boise State. Uh, Elion's got something, or Fado's got something that a, mo- a lot of kids don't have, and that's hard work and ethic. 
Uh, the kid never takes plays off. He's going to give you everything he's got on every play, on every down. Kid up at Torrey Pines a couple of weeks ago had a big uh, week, uh, Mac Bingham. And uh, he's going to go to college and play uh, center field at USC. But, uh, boy, he's really been the, the bellwether back for Torrey Pines this year. Yeah, I don't call him Mac Bingham. I call him Smack Bingham. Yeah, I know. That's what that's they call him around campus. So, yeah, Mac Bingham's a heck of a talented uh, guy. I didn't realize he was as big as he was until he came in the studio. And then I took one look at him. I'm like, man, that's a grown man out there on that field with these kids. Uh, Mac's very, very well coached, uh, very talented. He's got speed. He's got power. He's disciplined. Um, that's an athlete. So uh, a lot of respect out to that young man. Who are some of the other running backs that really impressed you this year? Uh, you know, the one that is going under the radar, a lot of, a lot of people's radar, is uh, Dorian Richardson at RBV. Right. At one point, he was number three in the entire nation in rushing. When, they, when you stop and take a look back and realize the kid ran for over 2,100 yards in nine games, that's a very serious accomplishment. A lot of people you know, take shots at him and say, oh, they don't play anybody in this and that. Well, let me remind you, they're a Division II team. So when you go back and you look at their schedule, he's doing the, get this against some of the best teams in San Diego County. So uh, hats off to Dorian as well. Um, the other one, obviously, is the kid out at um, Valley Center, Mateo Sunway. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a chance to watch some of his film. He's really elusive. I think he's a small college back, but he's got a lot of potential inside there. Uh, bounces it outside, great vision. Uh, the kid's a great running back as well. And, of course, last but not least, my, my probably – a little close to my heart is uh, the one that really nobody's talking about right now, and that's Sean Poma. Uh, Cathedral's running back over there. Number 15 has a special place in my heart. As a sophomore, he went, he took Cathedral to a state championship and a state championship game. He put that team on his back, and he single-handedly helped win that game. Um, in 26 career games, he has over 2,700 yards, over 30-plus touchdowns. The kid is, a, is hardworking. I think the moment... That really shocked me or, or kind of put him on the map that said, yeah, this is, this is my kind of football player is when they were playing Sarah Gardena. Uh, Sarah Gardena started to come out of the, the tunnel, and they were coming toward the cathedral sidelines. And Sean stood out there by himself with none of his teammates out there and said, no, this is my sidelines. You go over there. <laughs> this kid is afraid of nothing. Uh, he goes out there every Friday night, leaves it on the field for his coaches, his fans, his teammates, and everybody in that stadium. That's good stuff. A lot of great running backs this year here in San Diego. Let, let's go to the quarterback position here. we got four or five minutes. Let's uh, go through some quarterbacks and wide receivers, and we'll try to get to those big uglies up front as well, maybe even a Sounds little bit good. of defense. But how about as far as quarterbacks? Because there's a lot of schools that they're not really throwing the ball all that much, so the guys that really can throw kind of stand out. Yeah, there's there's about three or four running backs. Have actually, I mean, quarterbacks have actually stood out to me this year. Probably the number one impressive right now is what uh, Troy, Star, Troy Star did for uh, Mount Miguel. Believe it or not, Mount Miguel's quarterback, Jacob Lavadieri, the sophomore over there, has almost 3,000 passing yards this year. He's probably the most impressive. If you'd have told me beginning of the season that Troy Starr's team <laughs> would lead in, in passing yards for the county, I, I'd have said I don't believe you. Uh, another guy, obviously, is UC's quarterback, Gunnar Gray, doing a fantastic job this year. Um, saw a great deal of improvement from last year to this year. He's a lot more accurate. Uh, decision-making has really improved. Uh, another kid that doesn't go that goes unnoticed is uh, Hilltop's quarterback, uh, Joey Castillo. Uh, Joey Castillo slowly getting the, the job done down there at Hilltop. I know Drew is a former you know, quarterback. Big San Diego yeah, big quarterback coach over there. But being the head coach, him and uh, Joey have an interesting relationship. <laughs> and uh, Joey's done a good job this year, reached over 2,000 yards. And probably the last but not least is uh, Kearney's quarterback, uh, Kenyon Williams. He's going unnoticed a lot by a lot of colleges. Uh, he's a big quarterback, 6'2", about 200 pounds, and uh 
He's he's thrown for over two thousand yards and over twenty six touchdowns this year. So, couple guys up in North County have had pretty good years. Uh, granted, uh, uh, Miles Hastings at San Marcos, you know, he throws the ball very well. Uh, he's a kid that started at Torrey Pines, they were running the wing tee, and that didn't really work out for him. So he transferred to San Marcos, and it was a great move because uh, it's allowed him to show his uh, ability to throw the football. But he got banged up, missed some time. But he's back playing. He's been very good going to UC Davis and Kyron Beecham. You know, I, I don't know that that guy there for me uh, he's a freak. I mean, he can do a lot of different things. I mean, uh, I've heard the story he doesn't want to play quarterback in college. I don't know why. I think, you know, you, you get to college and you get coached up a little bit. He got all the ability in the world. And Kyron Beecham is a special athlete. I don't necessarily know that he's going to be a quarterback at the next level. Um, you know, I, I know him pretty well, and I think he either wants to be a running back, uh, a wide receiver, or a, uh, a corner. Well, I think he can um, do anything he wants. Yeah, I, I would agree with that assessment. However, I think he'd have a longer career if he played one of the other skill positions. Quarterbacks are one of those positions where you're the first guy, last guy to come in the door, the first guy to leave, and uh, they make mortgages off of, of quarterbacks. So We're visiting with Chris Smith from uh, the Prep Pigskin Report. Works uh, over there at KUSI with Paul Rudy. Uh, joining us in the studio here on 97.3 The Fan as we're on uh, Facebook Live right now. Let's go to the wide receivers a little bit. You know, one of the things I, I yell and scream about – San Diego, a lot of wing tees, and I understand the wing tee offense and the double wing and some of that stuff, but they don't fire the ball around the yard all that often. you got to really look for those wide receivers because a lot of them really don't get an opportunity to catch you know, 70 or 80 balls in high school nowadays. This is true. Uh, my number one wide receiver, obviously, is over at Bishops. That's uh, Clarence Freeman. Uh, many people don't know that's actually Antonio Freeman, the uh, the Green Bay Packer. That's actually his nephew. A uh, kid has over 1,000 yards receiving this year. He's average Averaging over 111 yards a game, and he's got 12 touchdowns on the season. Um, obviously, you got Casey Grandfors over at UC. I uh, love that he's a good big one. physical yeah, receiver. Um, he's got over a thousand yards as well. We'll go down South Bay a little bit. We got uh, Jamad Peanut Monroe for Lincoln. He's having a good year. Uh, Jamad's a big physical receiver, and I know there's a lot of colleges looking at him because he's an outside threat and he's a big body. And then uh, the other guy that I really really like that is my kind of smash mouth football huh. player, even for a receiver. He reminds me a lot of Heinz Ward. That's uh, Kearney's uh, Devin Jones. Uh, Devin is one heck of a football player. He'll go up and get it. He's played uh, slot. He's played outside. He's played even played a little running back. One game they had to put him at quarterback. Um, great hands, great routes, great grades. Uh, everybody knows me. I care about three things, grades, character, and football. And this kid definitely has all three. Okay, let's get to the uh – Offensive lineman. There, there's some good ones out there. I can tell you this. Uh, I saw the kid at Torrey Pines last week, Driscoll, Brian Driscoll. He's a good one. I, I saw some of those offensive linemen from Helix a couple of weeks ago. They've got some good ones. Uh, Cathedral. I mean, there, there's linemen all over the county right now. Uh, I've got my favorites. Um, you know, I had uh, Top Dogs rating day early in the season. I had uh, Kim Wilmisher from Southwestern College come out and coach our, our O-line for us. And I got to see some of the best in San Diego. Uh, in my opinion, obviously, you know, you mentioned Brian Driscoll out of Torrey Pines. Um, Payson Camposano is another guy at Torrey Pines that doesn't get a lot of love because he kind of sits behind in, in Brian's shadow. Um, but just go down, if you go down to South Bay, you've got Vincent Santos. Uh, over at Helix, you got Isaiah Jada. Uh, probably the most underrated lineman in San Diego County is uh, Helix's uh, Chris Alvarado. Uh, incredible technique, incredible strength. Um, many people think he's going to be a center in college, but he is probably, in my opinion, pound per pound, uh, the most underrated lineman in San Diego. 
Well, that's good stuff. As we get to the bottom of the hour, again, we're on Facebook Live. Uh, Chris Smith from PPR joining us. Uh, again, you can follow him uh, on Twitter at TopDog619. Chris, uh, thanks for coming in tonight. Great stuff. And uh, you and uh, Paul and the whole gang going to be out there uh, for your uh, 5 o'clock show tomorrow on KUSI. You guys will be out there at uh, Rancho Bernardo. We're going to see you tomorrow again. Absolutely. I'll, I wouldn't miss it for the world. That's going to be a big game tomorrow night. Looking forward to seeing uh, both these North County teams go at it pretty hard. Uh, Great stuff. Uh, Great to have him in the studio tonight as well. Chris Smith from uh, the Prep Pigskin Report. I got to say it slow. I I watched Rudy botch that night after night, so I got to make sure I say it uh, straight. If not, he'll get on me a little bit. We're going to get to the bottom of the hour. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to catch up with a a longtime uh, coach here in San Diego, a guy I actually coached against way back in the uh, late 80s. Uh, One uh, Ron Hamamoto, now the head coach and doing a heck of a job out at Monta Vista High School. This is the high school football show. Coach John Cantero, we're going to 11 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in to 97.3 The Fan.